God does great things, doesn't he? Good to have you this morning on this chilly Sunday morning. And, uh, and if you're here for the very first time, if you're a first-time guest, we'd sure like for you to get connected with Bethel. You can go to mybethel.cc and, uh, and fill out the uh, information card there so we can get better acquainted with you. And uh, we're glad that you're here this morning. hope you come back. And uh, yeah, this morning we're going to continue on our series of messages, the problem with, and we're gonna we're gonna be talking of about trust. You know, I've got four kids, got eight grandkids, and I don't know if you, as a parent, you've ever gone to a swimming pool and you try to get your kids to jump in the water, and you stand in the water and you say, "Come on, jump, jump," you know, and and and, and they're sitting on the edge and they're nervous. I'm gonna catch you, and uh, it'd be kind of cruel to step back and just watch them sink to the bottom, wouldn't it? And, uh, but after a while, then they jump, and, and they, they're, they're trusting in you. And then you wish, I wish I'd have never done that because they just wear you out. But we're going to talk about trust today, the problem of trust. And I hope that you'll be encouraged by the message and go out of this building this morning trusting in what God's doing in your life and around your life and through your life uh, because of what Jesus has done. So let's get started this morning. speak to you just for a few minutes right before our service, uh, right before our sermon. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell you that I'm so proud to be a part of the Bethel family. Uh, each of you know that this last week, uh, really the last 10 days, has been just a whirlwind. Not only a whirlwind of emotions, a whirlwind of an outpouring of love, a whirlwind of just seeing God show up and move in incredible ways. We are so in awe of what God has done. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to just give you a quick message and quick update just to tell you how Christy's doing and then to tell you kind of what's gonna be going on in the next uh, several months. Uh, first of all, those of you that don't know, um, my wife, Christy, my bride, uh, pastor's wife, uh, she was diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, B-cell, uh, we're still waiting on the final um, subcategory diagnosis, but as of last week, uh, we've got, as of, as of Tuesday of this last week, she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, this, thank God, is a treatable uh, disease. It's a treatable cancer. Um, but anytime you hear the word cancer, it's really scary and it's really um, 
it gives, brings a lot of emotions. And so uh, three weeks ago, we had no idea. Two weeks ago, we had no idea. Um, even last Sunday when I spoke to Bethel and kind of told everybody what was happening as far as cancer goes, we still didn't know that it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, we thought it was colon cancer. Uh, two wildly different diagnoses with wildly different treatments and wildly different life expectancy. And so when we got the news on Tuesday of this week, it was an overwhelming, uh, just an overwhelming um, gratitude uh, that Christy would have something that's treatable. So starting Wednesday of this last week, she started her first chemotherapy round Wednesday night. Many of you came out to support us and we were blown away by your, your generosity, blown away by your love. Um, and actually that Wednesday night, um, experience. Uh, Christy went from almost um, down and depressed and, and just trying to fight for her life to on the other side extremely uh, grateful with a smile on her face ready to fight and ready to get through the treatment and and it was a completely different experience after that event on Wednesday night. We can't tell you how grateful we are and how proud we are to be a part of the Bethel family. Um, each of you that were there and I've talked to some of you uh, you said it was an experience. I wish we could, could have been in the parking lot with you to to see and to hug on everybody and to love everybody. But what what a, how amazing uh, that night was. Um, this Sunday, obviously, I'm not going to be there. Christy's not going to be there. The doctors have advised us that her immune system is going to be pretty, going to take a pretty big hit. And this being the first round of chemotherapy, we wanted to make sure we took some precautions. We wanted to make sure that we were uh, keeping her um, protected especially right now in our country and specifically in our in our community in our in our state um, uh, COVID is just on the rise and we really can't have her getting COVID and so we're going to try to protect her the best we can uh, at times we're wearing masks around the house um, at times she's wearing a mask um, we're changing our clothes into clean clothes and we're going through some process that the doctors have recommended um, and so this this we don't exactly know how long this process is going to take with Christy um, but here's one of the things that I'm very grateful for very grateful for a family, a church family, uh, that would understand what it means to be a husband and understand that my first priority is my family. Uh, this has been my priority my whole life, but it's the first time I've really had to put it into action uh, when it comes to Christy and, and, and sickness. And I'm so grateful for a church that would give me um, freedom to take care of her uh, and a church that's not about me. We've, we've said this for years and years. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's all about others and our whole, whole existence is to love and lead one another. So that loving and leading one another is all of a give and take, uh, one another to find and follow Jesus. And uh, we have seen Jesus show up in an incredible way and we're so grateful. So here's the surprise. We started this year and we started our very first Sunday with the book of Galatians, the problem of. And Galatians is something that we're probably gonna be walking through all this year um, at different times. And so uh, understand that things are kind of fluid right now. Things are kind of moving. Um, and they're, they're different. And, uh, but what's something that never changes is our, the love that our church has for each other, that people have for each other. Also something that never changes is Jesus. Uh, he never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. That's why we can trust him. That's why we can count on him. Uh, but during our services for the next couple months, we're going to kind of play it by ear. Uh, we have some really exciting things lined up and you'll hear that more to come and in, in the weeks to come. But I'm very grateful for Pastor Ruben. He's going to be bringing the message today. And it's the problem of um, continued in the problem of, and he's going to talk about the problem of trust. Uh, Pastor Ruben, love you, man. Uh, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that God chose two years ago for you to be uh, with us at Bethel Community Church. And uh, we love you. We've wrapped our arms around you. And uh, we know that you love us back and we see it full well and on full display. So let's get started uh, without any further 
delay. Pastor Ruben, take it away. Good morning, everyone. Okay, that, that's better. Um, <clears throat> man, I, it's been a, as Pastor Ray said, it's been kind of a, a whirlwind of a couple of weeks. I know you guys have, have felt that. Um, even, the, even some of the stories that I'm hearing uh, come about in, in your own lives and the things that, that you guys are dealing with and the struggles that you guys are facing in your own personal lives. And so, uh, man, I, but I'm just so encouraged uh, by the way that, that Jesus has, has really shown himself faithful uh, in our church family, in our, in our community, and, and even around the world. I think uh, the last time that I talked to Pastor Ray, um, over 20,000 people had clicked on Christie's website um, and are interested in what's going on and what God is doing uh, here in Yukon, Oklahoma. And what a, what a cool thing that we get to be a part of. What an amazing journey and a, and a ride that it's been, uh, even in this short amount of time that we've, uh, we've been experiencing this. Um, and so uh, I wanted to, to make you aware of, of something else as well. Um, while, while we were uh, gathering this morning and kind of uh, talking through some things, uh, a dear family uh, in, our, in our church uh, let us know, made us aware. Um, it's the Smith family, Randy and Teresa. Uh, they have a daughter uh, named Savannah, and um, she's, she's been navigating some health challenges uh, already just personally. Um, and we found out that she had, um, she has, uh, she came down with COVID, um, and then also while the doctors were kind of treating her and uh, doing some of that stuff, which is pretty dangerous for her and her health condition, um, they found some heart irregularities, and so they're potentially talking about putting a pacemaker um, in her heart uh, to to help um, to help care for her uh, during this time. And so, if you would keep the Smith family in your prayers, along with uh, the 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 Roten family as well, that would be good. And I just want to take a second to uh, to pray. Um, and pray for those, those needs, and then we'll, we'll jump into uh, what God has, has laid on my heart this morning. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we love you. We thank you for who you are. God, we know that you are, uh, uh, you are the great physician. God, you are a healer, um, and you are in full control. And so we trust you um, even when times are uncertain, even when we don't know what, uh, what next turn to take. We know we can take it with confidence that, that you've gone before us, God. And so I pray right now specifically for uh, the Smith family. Uh, as they're navigating the health challenges with Savannah and even uh, potentially Teresa uh, through COVID and all the things that are going on, Lord, I pray that you would give the doctors wisdom uh, as they um, as they uh, proceed and that they, that they would have clarity on what to do and how to treat uh, Savannah so that uh, she can continue to um, be with us and live this life and uh, live it to the fullest, God. And I pray for Randy or uh, uh, Ray and Christy as they continue to fight the war against cancer, God. And um, I pray that you would just give them strength, supernatural strength, uh, as they as they walk this journey. I pray for us as a church as we navigate this season together. Uh, what an amazing thing it is that we have a family that uh, we don't have to do do this alone. We don't have to uh, fight the battles that we're facing alone that we know that you're with us, but then also our church family uh, is with us and that we get, we get to do this together and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, there's, a, there's been a lot that's, that's happened over the last couple weeks and there's, there's really been too much that has happened uh, to deny the fact and the truth that God uh, truly is a God who's in control and he's a God who has gone before us and he's paved the way. Um, I was this week just 
processing through all the things in conversation with uh, Pastor Ray and just what the, uh, what the next couple months hold and what the future looks like and all those kinds of things. And there's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of things that are, we just don't know. Um, but through it all, I was, it was uh, let's see, it was Wednesday morning. I was uh, sitting over at this coffee shop here, Vaca Territory, and I just sat down and uh, got alone with God, and I was just in quiet, and I said, God, what are you, like, what do you want in this season? And so I, we, we talked last week, and we said, man, uh, one of the reasons that Pastor Ray and I started this year with the fast is because we said, God, where do you want us to go? Um, and, and just like Moses prayed um, in Exodus, he said, unless you personally go before us, um, I, I don't let us go. We don't want to go anywhere that you are not taking us. We don't want to go somewhere without us, uh, without you. We don't want to end up in a space or in a place or even a season in ministry and, and as a church family that you have not personally gone before us, that you have not, uh, that you have not brought us. And it was this really surreal thing. I'm not, uh, I'm not a super, um, prophetic guy or anything. I, I, I can't, personally say that I've heard an audible voice from the Lord, um, but this, this week was probably the closest <laughs> that that's ever been, and I just felt this phrase over and over again being impressed on my heart and on my, in my spirit that he, it was just this, it, it was like a gentle whisper in my mind. Uh, again, it wasn't this audible, like there wasn't a cloud in the sky that had it written. There wasn't a plane that flew over that had, it, you know, had, the, had the phrase written on it, but it was just God saying, I've gone before you. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? What, is that, uh, what does that look like? And so <laughs> you would think that I would know all the Bible passages that talk about God going before us, but I did a simple Google search, and I just typed in the phrase, uh, God has gone before us. And I was led to this passage, Deuteronomy 31, uh, and that's where I want to direct our attention this morning. So if you have your Bibles or if you um, have your smartphone or a device that you can get on the Bible app, uh, go to the events tab, um, and you can find, you can follow along in the notes there. Uh, if not, the words, or the, the scripture will be up on the screen as well. Um, but I just, as I read through this passage, I was just amazed with God's kindness and his love toward me in that moment to show me and to really confirm in my head. So last Sunday we said, man, we don't want to go anywhere uh, where you have not gone before us. If you don't go, we will not go. If you're not there, we don't want to be there. Um, and then it was a confirmation this week that God just really spoke to my heart and uh, just in my spirit said, I've already gone before you. Um, and so I sat there and I, so I, I turned to Deuteronomy chapter 31 in my Bible and it was this passage where Moses is transferring leadership. So he, he gathers the people of Israel, he gathers the entire nation of Israel, and he begins to give them some instruction about what the road ahead looks like. And he gave some very clear instructions in the previous chapters. But this chapter specifically, he's passing leadership into the hands of Joshua. And uh, the, the tears started flowing because I was like, uh, just in, in my humanity, was reading these words and thinking about the season that we're in right now that we're actually walking through as a church family. And I was so thankful for the kindness of God uh, to show me and to confirm some things in my heart. And so I want to share those things with you today. Um, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 1 through 6, 
It says this, when Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people, so again, he kind of, he gathers the people of Israel, he gives them some very specific instructions for the road ahead, what it looks like, and then he says this, I'm now 120 years old and I'm no longer able to lead you. And the Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He said, he will destroy the nations living there and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Sihon and and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand hand over to you the people who live there. You must deal with them Um, with them as I have commanded you. And then he says, so, in light, or as if to say, in light of all this, he says these words. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. Talking about the enemy, talking about the road ahead, he said, don't panic. Here's why. He says, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So here's what, I, here's what I heard very clearly this, uh, this week, is that trust is required when a promise has been given, but the path to receive it is undetermined. The nation of Israel is standing before Moses, and Mo- Moses is giving them some clear instruction. He's, he's walking through some leadership things and some changes, and he's kind of giving them some encouragement to say, God has already gone before you. But he did not say this is exactly what you'll encounter at every turn. He gave them some very specific uh, promises, and he said, God will go before you. He will destroy the nations. You will inherit the land as I have promised. But then if you continue reading through the book of Joshua, you see some hiccups along the way. You see some things that happen that would cause one to potentially doubt the promises that God made previously and would give them reason to be human and to say, okay, wait, did we mishear you, God? Did we, did, like, did we misunderstand something along the way? Because this is not how we had planned it. This is not how we had uh, maybe in our heads thought or imagined that it would play out. Yet the promise still remained. Yet God still gave the promise to the people of Israel that they would inherit the promised land. Yet there were some things that happened along the way that were uncertain that maybe didn't add up in their mind. And yet they had to cling to a promise that God had made previously that God would make good on his promise. So Moses had received a great promise that the Lord of Israel would inherit the promise, that uh, the people of Israel would inherit the promised land. But like I said, along the way, there were, there were some things that happened and in their humanity would only make sense that they would scratch their heads and say, okay, like, are you sure? If you continue reading through the conquest that you see in Joshua, you will see a story of incredible adventure and a time of great celebration of what God had done, but also you'll see some times of confusion of what God was doing. It didn't make sense in the moment. But through it all, it would require the people of Israel to trust that God knew what he was doing and that he would make good on his promise. So from the beginning, uh, when I arrived here at Bethel, um, God has just been doing 
a work in my life personally, in my family's life, and there, was, there were a lot of things that um, had, have been uprooted in this season. There's a lot of things that I clung to that, that maybe didn't, that I didn't need to cling so tightly to. Um, and through it all, uh, Pastor Ray and I have been, uh, man, I, the term that comes to mind or the phrase is uh, thick as thieves. I mean, we were, uh, we were partners in ministry. We have been from the beginning, and uh, one of our conversations early on before we even came, before I even came on as one of the pastors here, is he said, man, like, I just want you to have a seat at the table. I want you to, I want you to help me lead this church. I want you to help me lead the people that God has brought our way. And man, what an incredible two years it has been. It's hard to imagine for me that it's even been two years because it seems like just yesterday that I arrived on campus and walked through the doors. And you guys have received us, my family, with love and incredible grace. And you guys have shown us uh, what it means to truly live on mission, what it means to truly come together as a family, to truly love one another and to care for one another, that this isn't some beast or machine that we have to keep rolling, that we have to keep moving, but it's a, it, that it's a living organism, that it's people who love one another, that it's people who come alongside one another and actually walk through life together. And for that, I'm incredibly thankful but if you'll allow me for a second to um, confess my humanity, um, this, this season, um, to take up the mantle for a season without my, without my fellow rambler, uh, <laughs> those of you guys know we get made fun of, R&R, rambling, rambling, whatever you guys, whatever your nicknames are for us, but they all include ramblers. Um, and we recognize that, and we have many conversations, and that's one of the things in this season that um, without uh, Pastor Ray uh, as, as my partner, like, as in the same way that he was, creates uh, a great deal of anxiety, and if I'm honest, some uncertainty in me, in my own insecurity, in my own uh, thinking through of, like, how God has created me, how he's equipped me, and I'm begging God to show me uh, what, it, what it means for me to be who he created me to be so that I can continue to walk alongside you as, uh, as one of your pastors and that you continue to do the same. Because God is doing something here that is beyond me. It's beyond Pastor Ray. It's beyond us. And we say it all the time. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about others. And so you are a part of this family just as much as I am. And though I have the privilege and the, uh, the opportunity to, uh, at times, try the year stand before you and share my heart and to open up God's word and share with you, there's a great deal of uncertainty in my mind that the enemy would says, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you can, I don't, I don't know if you're cut out for this. And so um, this is where I felt that the Lord was incredibly gracious to me this week as I begged him to show me what he would have for us in this season. And for, uh, for the, this season, the words of Moses rang true um, as I sat in the coffee shop and uh, Ray, will, Ray will no longer be able to lead in the way that he was leading. And that is okay. And I want, I want, to, I want to show you, or I want to share with you that that is actually okay. And I want, to, I want you to hear me loud and clear that Ray needs to be with his family. That is what he should be doing. And so if we can give him the space and the, the opportunity to love his wife well, to walk through this season with his family, what an incredible gift that we would continue the mission uh, knowing that he's doing exactly what God has uh, like given him passion and ability to do in this season. 
Um, but just so you know, that doesn't mean that Ray's gone. Um, but it will look different as Ray takes this time to care for Christy and his family. When I read these words, my heart ached because Ray is, uh, if, I'm, if I'm truly transparent, he's humanly, he's one of my best friends. He's more than just a, uh, a co-leader. He is a friend of mine and, and, a, and a confidant that I have had many conversations that, that since being here at Bethel have changed the course of really my life, but also how I see people, how I do ministry, how I love people is a result of some of the conversations and the friendship that I've developed with Pastor Ray. He's changed the course of my life. God has used him in incredible ways, and he's greatly shaped the way that I do ministry, the way that I love people and Jesus and even the church. So as I continue to re- continued in the coffee shop to con- uh, read through this passage through tear-filled eyes, through, through tear-filled eyes, wow, I can't speak right now. A peace just came over my spirit, and it was so incredibly awesome to read the following words. Is that, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you, and then at the end of that passage, verse 6 says, the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. And for you Bible scholars out there, I recognize and I realize full well that this passage is specifically addressing the people of Israel and giving them a promise during this season of their history of the nation of Israel. So this isn't one of those promises that I'm trying to reach back in the Old Testament and place on me and claim for myself. But what it did do is as I read those words, it helped me understand and build my faith and my confidence in the character of God and who he is. And I hope it will do the same for you. Because it showed me that the character of God who will always go before us. It showed me the character of, uh, of God who will always be with us. The character of God who will never fail us and he will never abandon us. So you see, the problem of trust is that it leads us into places of uncertainty. Right? I said before that as um, uncertainty comes when we've been given a promise, but a clear path is not demonstrated or laid out before us. I don't know how you operate or how your, how your mind works or how your emotions work or all that kind of stuff, but I'm most confident when I can see the path ahead and I know where I'm going, there's a plan in place and I'm just able to execute that plan. In this season, I'm forced to kind of hold my hands openly and say, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting that you know where we're going. I'm trusting that you are going before us and I'm trusting that you will take us where you need us to go and we will be there on the other side as a family who love one another, who, who come alongside and serve one another, who support one another and walk hand in hand and lock arms together where you're showing us where we should go. But the problem is there's not a clear path. And so it forces us to trust and trust is required when there's uncertain times or uncertain things. There's things that we can't see or we haven't mapped out. But the beauty of trust is knowing that God has already gone before us. And when we place our trust in God, knowing that, is, that he has this character, a, a character that will never fail, he will always go before us, he will, he will not fail, and he will not abandon us, we can face whatever life throws our way 
with an incredible amount of confidence because he will not fail and he will not abandon us. So it's not about us having confidence in ourselves and what we're able to do because there's a, very, uh, there's a very real sense through different things and circumstances that happen in our lives that we would be forced to say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to say. I don't know what's gonna come of this but we know the God who does. We know the God who does and his character has proven throughout history that he does and he has already gone before us. So we're simply joining God where he's already at. We're not going somewhere and saying, God, please come with us. We're saying, God, you go before and we trust that you have gone before, that you will continue to go before and we're gonna follow your lead. We're gonna walk down this path and we're gonna trust that you know exactly what you're doing for this community, for this time, for this church, for our people to know where we're going and to continue the mission. And the mission is very clear, to love and lead one another, to find and follow who? Jesus. That's it. We will continue to love and lead one another to find and follow Jesus. We will not love and lead one another to find and follow our own tuition, preference, emotion. We will not love and lead one another to find our own agenda, our own timeline, or even our own formula. Because here's the danger that when we take things into our own hand and when we, when we make our own plans and when we, when we try to figure things out on our own and we leave God in the dust and then later say, God, please come join us, is that we find ourselves in a position that God didn't intend for us to be in. And so we're going to continue as a church to beg God to show us where we should go. And then we're going to trust that he's already gone before, that we're simply joining him where he's already been, that we will not go alone and we will not go without Jesus. So the question is, church, is will we continue to be a church that says yes with confidence, knowing that he's already gone before us. Essentially, will we be a church and a body of believers and people that say, we trust you, God. Wherever you take us, wherever we go, we trust you. And I want to point out the fact in this passage that when Moses addressed the people, he was speaking to the entire nation of Israel. He wasn't speaking to just the leadership. He wasn't speaking to just a few key people. He was speaking to the entire nation. And he said, the Lord, your God, will go before you. So the Lord, our God, is not just going before me, not just going before Pastor Ray and Christy. He's going before you. He's going before us. And in order to be a church on mission, we must all be on mission. Not just leadership or our staff, but everyone. And so my question for you this morning is, will you choose to believe that God has gone before us? And then will you choose to say yes to Jesus over everything. Will you stand and worship with us together and declare that we will choose to put Jesus over everything?
You guys can go ahead and have a seat. So I did not know what you were going to speak about today. I had no idea. I didn't even know the title. And I thought about asking you ahead of time so I could kind of be thinking, you know, pressure, (laughs) pressure, what do I say? Um, But I thought, no, I'm I'm not going to ask. I really, I'm just praying that the Lord would give me the words as I hear it. And so it was really cool today because I feel like every time I live here, I'm emotional. But, you know, it's just like. (laughs) I'm going to get it together. We're human. We're yeah. human. That's okay. Um, anyway, I didn't know what you were going to speak about. And when we found out that Christy was sick, that's the verse that I sent her because it was just on my mind. Like, if I don't know no anything way. else, Lord, and there's a lot I don't know in scripture. I know that you go before us cool. and I know that you go before Christy. And I love that you said, join when you were talking, you said like, he's there and he's before us. And do we join him? And I want to join him. I want to join him in my own life, and I want to join him to meet him there yeah. in the life of people I love that are struggling. And um, I know Christy and Ray just keep coming up because this is something fresh for us that we're all processing, and, and we love them, and we're praying for them. We're beside them along with the other hurting families in our church. But I think there's something about when you don't really know what else to say and you feel like you're kind of in a corner I think some of the most precious moments I've had with the Lord have been those moments that put you in that place that say, what are you going to do? And and I remember, this is going to date me a little bit, probably. Um, When I was young, you know, Aladdin, and I don't know if anybody remembers this scene, but I always think of this. It's so strange just how my mind works. Where Aladdin reaches out and says, do you trust me? When she's about to, Jasmine's going to jump off the ledge onto the magic carpet. Okay, I know it's so silly. And I have children, so that's just like, it's always in my mind. (laughs) But I think of that sometimes, and I think of the Lord, and I would never obviously put words in his mouth. But in my mind, I think, do you trust me? You're in a corner. Do you trust me? Because with Ray and Christy, they have a choice. They have a choice to fight and to cling to Jesus and to have that heart stance of, I know he can save us. I know he will. will and, if, and if he doesn't heal her in the way we want, we trust him. Yeah. He's still God and we still trust him. And Ray and Christy have made that decision. And so I think it's easy to feel like I could never do this. But what you can do is you can make that same choice that they made. That they're going to cling to Jesus and they're going to trust him. Instead of saying, forget it. I don't want to deal with this pain. I don't want to walk through this and turn their backs. And that is not the choice they've made. So I appreciate that example yeah. of choosing to trust Jesus. Yeah, And there's been countless people, uh, not only in the community, um, but even just that are near and dear to Christy that were like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why, <laughs> like well, how do you have peace? How do you, how do you like even how are you even functioning right now with everything that's going on? And it's unexplainable. It is from a human, from a human perspective, it's, it's kind of unexplainable. Um, but we have hope in Jesus. We have, uh, we have a God who cares. We have a God who goes before us. And, uh, what an incredible, uh, I think, I think we're going to look back on this season, uh, as a church family and as, uh, as people of God and, and, and say, wow, look what God did. Um, and I don't think we even know, like <laughs> going along with the magic carpet ride theme is, you know, like, hey, do you trust me? We're about to go on a ride of your life. 
And do you trust where it'll go? Do you trust where it'll end up? Do you trust where, where I'll take you? Um, and that's, that's the question that I think we have to ask ourselves. And uh, I, I pray that we are a church who individually and collectively says yes with confidence, knowing that God has gone before. Um, we love you guys. We hope you have a great week. And remember here at Bethel, we exist to love and lead one another, to find and follow Jesus. Love, love you guys. You guys.